0: it's the PHNX Coyotes prod- Podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX. Place a $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. Either team scores a point. It's just that easy. It's episode 23. Good morning. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan. And we have a very special guest this morning. We um, are going to be bringing in Coyotes General Manager Bill Armstrong. So let's welcome him in.
2: <laughs> what do you think of that, Bill?
1: That's the, that's the best. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be everywhere. everywhere on media. You guys left that part out when I said good morning off the air.
2: <laughs> We got to get that t shirt made, I think.
1: Oh, God, that's great.
2: You ever see that com- cartoon? Uh Bob the Builder.
1: Yes, I, I've seen it many times with my kids when they That's were younger. Right, so too. yeah.
2: Can he fix it? Yes, he can. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's great. That's a great way to start the morning off.
2: <laughs> well, Bill, uh, thanks for doing this in the midst of a crazy schedule. Your schedule is always crazy, but it's it's the start of the NHL season this week, so I imagine things are ramping up even more. Um, just first, let me let me start with that actually. Let me ask you how excited you are to just finally get this thing going after all the work you did this offseason. Yeah, we,
1: yeah it is exciting because we have a, a totally new team for the most part, and just uh, getting everybody settled. Uh, the, the one thing that was, uh, we had all these players coming in, and you know now we have twenty three little kids added to the wives' room. So there's a lot of things that go beyond <laughs> the uh, uh, you know beyond the scope of just the NHL team you see on the ice. So, uh, but it's a really a good feel uh, around here. People are excited about the season. Um, we've rebuilt the entire organization from behind the scenes, um, and and also up front, uh, you know, on the ice. We've we've changed a lot, even with our coach. So it's uh, it's an exciting time for us, and i um, looking forward to getting going here.
2: Did Doug Armstrong prepare you for the daycare aspect of your job?
1: <laughs> uh, Doug was is a great manager, and uh, he did. Um, he, he's always given me great advice, uh, you know, in the good times and in the bad times. But uh, yeah, there's a little. There's, there's a, I think you scream out a couple times uh, around here. When do I get to do hockey during the day? You know, because <laughs> there's so many uh, Zoom meetings and everything. And so it's, uh, uh, there's, there's some perks of the job, but there's some negative too.
2: All right. Let's get down to business. Cause I know you're on a tight schedule. Um, what were your main takeaways from that five and one preseason? And do those results mean anything for the regular season, Bill?
1: Um, You know, it it does mean something. Um, It it means, you know, if you watched our team play, um, I don't think we're overly talented. I don't think we're winning games 8-1. But one of our talents that we have is that we're very competitive. We're competitive on every puck, every shift, every minute of that game. We are competitive. And our team uh, plays with some life. Um, They get some fire. There's a hungry hockey club on that ice. So, um, that's what we take away. Those are the positives. And it's, it's it was exciting to watch in preseason.
0: Um, this organization is, you know, is embarking on a rebuild. So how will you measure success this season?
1: It's a great question. Um, for us, it's if we just take it game by game and we really worry about the process. And, you know, we've rebuilt the Coyotes from behind the scenes. So from our nutrition, you know, to our sports science, to, to our, our weight room, just making sure all our avenues are perfect every process and every department uh, in the coyotes is working to perfect their process and if we just concentrate on that and keep trying to get better every single day um, good things will happen and uh, uh, for us our message for the players is is to be competitive show up every day trying to get better and compete
2: bill as you just mentioned this is a hungry team there are a lot of guys on this roster with plenty to prove for, for different reasons. You've got the the veterans on the one-year deals that are looking to prolong yep. their careers. You've got that middle core trying to grab a larger role. You've got guys trying to grab roster spots. I don't mean to put you on the spot with, yep. but with what this organization hopes to accomplish in the 2022 draft and maybe even in the next one. What if this team overachieves? How do you handle all that?
1: Uh, well, it's a great question. I, I think you have to look at it a couple Couple different ways. Um, You never know when you assemble a team. Sometimes there's extra synergy and there's extra hunger, and you overachieve uh, just in a normal year. I think we're 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 backed up in the sense that you know we have eight picks in the first you know two rounds, so the picks aren't going anywhere. They're there. Um, You know we have to as management, and we have to provide you know as an organization we have to provide a place where our players can compete and and have that free will to you know succeed and have success. Um, and we're never going to hold them back from that. So, um, I think we're in a good spot right now. Um, games are going to be a grind for us. Um, you know, and and I I like what I saw early with our competitiveness and, and how we played.
0: So there were a lot of players on waivers on Sunday. Did anyone intrigue you or are you still feeling content with the current roster?
1: Yeah, uh waivers are always exciting, you know, to see which how they, you know, teams value their players. So it's as uh, but but there's only so much room and so much money you can spend. So you really, you know, have to find that that the the guy that you really like out of there and and one of your needs. And sometimes you get in, you're thinking, you know, during the summer, if that guy gets on waivers, we're going to claim him. And then all of a sudden somebody on your team plays really well (laughs) and steps up and you're like, okay, we don't need him anymore. So um, you're only allowed so many roster spots. So there, there's some exciting players, but none were uh, a good fit for us at this point that would make us uh, a better, a better team.
2: Just following up on that question, Bill, how are you feeling about your goaltending situation now after what you saw in the preseason from Hutton, Vemelka, and even Koshinash. yeah,
1: uh, really, really good. Um, you know, I thought Vemelka just came in and, and, and just played so solid. He was so big, and the game settled down for him really, really quickly. And that's not easy to do with your European goaltender. But his size and how he plays within our system, you know, uh, he beat Cornarel for a spot. Um, just by his play, and uh, uh, hats off to him. Uh, Hutton came in, you know, a little bit of a slow start in in the terms of, you know, just being able to get on the ice. He had an injury during the summer, um, but I can say he dug in and he worked his butt off to be ready, um, and he played great hockey. Um, So we're excited about that fact, and I think, you know, in any team when your goaltending is really good, it gives you a chance to win every night. So we're hoping that they're going to play to that level that we've seen in the preseason.
2: You've got 27 guys left on your roster, at least as of Sunday, which is four over the opening day max with the roster deadline fast approaching. Um, Some of that, as you've said in the past, is due to health of guys. But a couple questions related to that. Do you have any better sense of whether Phil Kessel will be ready for the season opener?
1: Um, You know, at this point, he he is really trending that he's going to make that opening day. Uh, game for us, and uh, you know the, the home. The, sorry, the uh, our, our first game. I think he's got the. Uh, he, he's been looking really, really good lately. So uh, we're just in the process of fine tuning that and making sure he's, he's cleared for the doctors, and we'll know in the next couple of days.
2: Okay, a couple other players to ask about: Barrett Hayton and Fick, Victor Soderstrom, who have yeah. stuck around. Just curious how this has played out, in your opinion, for them in camp, what they've shown you, and if you have any, you know, finality on on what you're going to do with them yet.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Baird came in. He, he was in. He was in great shape, and you could see the hunger. He went home and trained. I always find as a as a manager, you find out what your young guys are made of after they go back after their first season, because now they know the standard of the NHL and and pro hockey. Um, so he, he came back. He just he worked so hard in the summer. Improved his skating, his strength. Uh, unfortunately, he got injured, so he never really got a chance yet. And we've got some tough decision uh, to make on him today. Uh, but also uh, Soderstrom has played really, really well. Um, he's come in and, you know, he's, he's earned himself a spot on, on the roster at this point. And, uh, you know, he's, he's someone that uh, coaches asked him to dig in and, you know, play with some more grit. And, and you know, he's responded. Uh, he's really embraced the system that he's playing. And he's, uh, he, he, he looks, you know, at times like he's about 10 years older than he is uh, just in his maturity with, with his puck decisions.
0: So the team is opening the season on the road in Columbus. You know, we talked a little bit before we went live just about the amount of travel that the team's going to have um, this season. You know, you used to be a scout, so you've probably around <laughs> a lot of miles over the years. Do you still enjoy traveling or do you dread it? Um, do you have your favorite spots that you've been to, <laughs> cities, restaurants, et cetera?
1: There are times when you travel, uh, there, there's two different There's two different travels, right? Okay, there's the, the normal one where you're on normal airplanes, you know, and, you know, sometimes you get stuck in a middle seat be- beside someone that didn't smell that well and you was know, <laughs> sick and you were traveling back from Europe and it, it was just like the longest flight of your life, you know what I mean? You can only get up and walk around the, the airplane so many times. So those are the dreaded ones. Um, and then the, some of the travel on, on those flights, I mean you could write movies on, on the connections that you take. We once took a, a cruise ship to a game, uh, a true story. Uh, we had to call our ownership and say, listen, the only way to get there is through a cruise ship from Queen uh, <laughs> to Latvia. And uh, wow. they trusted us enough, and we sent them some pictures from the cruise ship. When we landed. <laughs> yes. so it is a true story, but yeah, some of the travel uh, that you experience as a scout, like you can't make that up, some of the stuff that happens. So, um, but when you're traveling with the NHL team, you're on a charter plane. And it's travel. It's hard because those guys have to play the next day at times. Um, But there is a certain, you know, luxury that when you get on there and they say, oh, Mr. Armstrong, you know, here are your salt and vinegar chips and your coffee that you like. And, you know, here's your pillow, you know, so it's, uh, (laughs) you know, I have a lot of legroom, So it's uh, it's, uh, there's some really good perks to to the job. But, you know, with us being in the central, we're going to log. A lot of air miles and you know we have to manage them well with the player recovery these days is so huge um whether you stay over whether you get in early whatever it takes uh, to make sure that there are no excuses um that's what we really want we want to create an organization off the ice with no excuses so you know we've got nutritionists on the plane <laughs> we got guys that you know they've, they've got all these suits that go on the players you know and pumps up and gets their their blood flowing and oh yeah we've We've got it all for them, so it's uh, it's. We try to make a no excuse uh, organization and, and get them the best travel and the best food and whatever we can do to put them at their best.
2: We're gonna have to get more on the cruise ship uh, anecdote at some point. <laughs> <down> <laughs> <the road. laughs> have you uh, have you purchased your Tyson Nash neck pillow yet for the flights? Or? No, no. I see he didn't get to travel last last year,
1: but I'm looking forward to seeing that.
2: It's it's a sight. Yeah, he'll walk on with the flight with it. So, uh, uh, that's good. Speaking of scouting, um, with eight draft picks, as you mentioned, already slated for the first two rounds of the 2022 NHL draft, how does that alter the approach and the opportunity for your scouting staff, knowing what's already in place for them?
1: Well, if if you're a scout, you know, normally, I mean, you have excitement that you're back in the rinks and you're looking for some players and, but you don't really understand where, you know, how many picks you're going to have in those rounds and, you know, where is that going to occur you know, for us, you know, our scouts that are walking into the rink right now, they know, they're like, listen, we got three picks in the first round. So they're like, this guy's going to go in this part of the round. There's an excitement for us. And we've been able to be dialed in already on the scouting events that have happened. So we have an advantage um, that, that comes with knowing that you've got that amount of picks. And, you know, with our coverage, we've, we've got a lot of different options with our coverage. We've got two head guys, uh, but then also we've got guys that are Uh, can go in there and do some cross-checking the larry plows of the world that have been involved in scouting for you know over 30 years and alan heppel uh, was also was a head scout for uh, colorado so we've got some options to to make the coverage uh because of the amount of picks that we have and in in the important rounds uh we've got enough scouts to cover the 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 amount of picks we have
2: i know that was a concerted effort for you when you came in to to beef up the scouting staff you you really put a lot of resources into that with as you've mentioned, you know the support of the organization yeah. was was that simply you know you you had been in that arena for so long you understood the importance or did you also take a look at the Coyotes' history? Did those two things come together when you assessed what this organization needed?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting. The, the mo- most of the teams that fail on the rebuild or they fail, you know, and, and uh, the GM gets ousted and they start again is it, because of scouting. So I, I've seen that firsthand from being on the, being on the. Um, on uh, just out in the field and, 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 working, you know, alongside with, with teams that just, you know, didn't have great scouts and they wondered why that, that, that it happened, I mean, you know, the investment for me has always been about the scouts. It's the first thing that I that I did when I took the job. I I reached out and figured out a way that we could grab two great head scouts. You know, um, so for me that was the, the first part. And they've done a great job in building out the staff. And I feel a, a great comfort because when you're there as a GM, you can you can help guide. And that's what I learned when I worked with Doug Armstrong. But the but the biggest thing is it's you know it's their call for the most part. They're on the road studying the players. Um, so, uh, I'm happy that we have the picks this year. We've got to our staff together for a full year last year. So it gives us a chance to get our synergy and get, get used to everybody. And, and, uh, and, and now we're, uh, we've got a great chance. It's probably, as I always say to the, the scouting staff, most important draft in the history of the yields. <laughs> <Nice.
0: laughs> it's so true. Well, Bill, we know that you're super busy. So we thank you so much for joining us this morning and hopefully we'll be able to connect with you, um, hopefully more than once this season, but best of luck going forward and best of luck this week in Columbus as well and Buffalo. Well,
1: Well, thanks very much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Bye,
0: Bill. Thanks. See
2: you soon. Take care. Bye guys.
0: Bye. Awesome. So great to connect with Bill and kind of get his point of view going forward. You know, we talk about the rebuild, we talk about everything, but just to hear it from the, you know, from the builder himself, build the builder himself. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm a huge fan of that graphic.
0: By yeah, way. but, <laughs> it's but it, you
2: listen, and I've, I've talked about this before, you know, when you look at the the place the Coyotes are right now, they've tried rebuilds in the past. Um, they have uh, they've abandoned ship sort of midstream, right? They, they, they've tried to go down this road, but they haven't stuck with it. It's, it's not enough just to accumulate a few high graphics. You have to make sure that you're filling in with the depth around them. And you have to make sure that you get those impact players that you think you're going to get. Um, you hope now that that with what he's done, it, it is clear that this is a full rebuild. I mean, they've they've stripped it down to the studs, and they've accumulated a ton of draft assets as well as getting Dylan Gunther. You hope that they stay the course now. And, and listen, I, I know this group is not beholden to any of the work of past groups, but Coyotes fans have seen this before, where they've they haven't stuck with the plan. So hopefully they have the wherewithal to 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 stick with this plan for however long it takes to build this into a consistent winner because it's it's not a short-term project. There's a lot of work and a lot of time that goes into it.
0: Yeah, and you can see that happening um, with other teams in the Valley are having a lot of success. The Cardinals, the Suns, the Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals are now 5-0 and in the season. So it's another week in the NFL, and that means it's another week. Shot to win big at DraftKings. We always talk about it. Um, But, you know, I'm excited this week. Um, The NHL NHL starts tomorrow. So the Coyotes start Thursday, but the NHL regular season kicks off tomorrow. And I am really excited to start betting on hockey. Obviously, I've never done it before because sports betting um, was just introduced in Arizona. But um, there's a can't-miss offer on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers, can, if you sign up using the code PHNX and bet just $1 on any NFL game, you'll win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So, great offer. And then you can use those free bets if you're just getting into betting on hockey like me. You don't have to use your own money. You can use the free bets that DraftKings gives you, um, which is you know a, a great way to get into it and we'll be talking um more about betting on hockey going forward as the season um kicks off here so that's the code phnx when you sign up for the DraftKings sportsbook app that's 21 and over arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details Do you you want to get it over with now, Craig, or do you want to wait till later?
2: (laughs) Talk about my read. Yeah. Oh well, we should first explain (laughs) why this is a two-person camera shot. We're we're missing someone. PD is not here.
0: PD is on a flight right now. I think to Bristol, Connecticut,
2: to to work his other gig with ESPN, as you all know at this point. He's out there. uh, He's going to be doing a lot of help behind the scenes to help their on-air talent analyze the game, break it down from a from a video standpoint, of course. Petey was uh, an NHL coach, uh, a video coach for 23 years, so he has a lot of experience mm-hmm. and expertise to bring to this. So safe travels, Petey. Mm-hmm. He'll be back on the show later this week, but um, I have to fill in for Petey <laughs> on the Manscaped for you today. <laughs> You're not going to get Petey vibe. I'm going to warn you about that right now, but I think we'll hold off. Yeah, I, I think we'll hold oh, off on that. Okay, read, we'll,
0: we'll tease it and just We'll tease it people. and then
2: uh, people can wonder what's coming <laughs> for me and, and we can talk about the story that I have up.
0: Perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a great great segue, Craig. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Craig just posted a story um on gophnx.com, which of course you can access if you are a member. Um, and it is looking at the ten storylines face or the question storylines, et cetera, facing the coyotes as they kick off.
2: <laughs> ten more questions. I yeah, come ten up with more. a
0: lot. Yeah, there was <laughs> we had the the during the preseason and now this, but you know, there's always questions. We always have questions. Um and you can check out that story on gophnx.com. Um, become a member if you sign up for the yearly membership you'll get a free shirt the coyotes shirts will be restocked this week we'll have another coyote shirt coming out soon as well so keep your eye out for that you don't have to be a member to buy the shirts though um, check out the page phnx locker and members also get um, weekly deals on on merchandise as well so a lot of perks being a member shirts um, sold
2: well from what i understand huh yes better than all others from what i understand
0: that that is very true okay. that Just is very checking. true
2: Checking yes. if that's still accurate. It's still, it's still. Hope is. you're watching, Espo.
0: <laughs> it still is true. Um, all right. Well, I, on that note, because the Coyotes um, start their season Thursday, and I, which I cannot believe, I cannot believe those words just came out of my mouth. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna look at those questions and kind of talk about, you know, what's ahead for the Coyotes as they embark on. A, re- a rebuild. Like, I don't even know how to describe it's, what this it's year... It's a
2: rebuild. It's a full-on rebuild.
0: I mean, it, it is, but looking at some of the other teams too, it's, you know, we've talked about yeah. Buffalo. It's just, it'll don't be an...
2: Don't scare Coyote fans this early talking about the draft lottery. We'll do <laughs> it in about 10 more minutes. So. <laughs> That's
0: true. <laughs> All right. Well, we starting off and we did ask this to Bill, but, you know, does the five and one preseason mean anything? And you know he 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 said he had said that you know like you the players show their their tenacity on the ice and mm-hmm. their um the hard work and stuff like that like that you know that's all stuff that's the stuff that matters i think less the record you know how the game's turned right. out more so the the play of the players and um you know who who impressed who maybe slid down in the the rankings of the the coaching staff and the uh,
2: gm yeah i you know you you're right the record doesn't mean a thing um i as I said in my story, I don't want to diminish what the Coyotes did in the preseason. Um, they played hard. They, they bought into Andre Tourney's system. But as we knew going into the preseason, and Bill said it himself at Media Day, this is a hungry team with a lot of guys with a lot to prove. And that's true. I mean, when you look at the different situations, there are a lot of guys who can either prolong their careers or grab a larger role if if they perform. Having said that, it's the preseason. We didn't see a lot of actual NHL rosters. As much as this is, you know, people will deny this, but listen, veterans don't give their all in preseason. They just don't. Even Bill, I think, said this at one point when I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago. They don't even expect it. They, they want to get their reps in. They want to get some conditioning in and make sure that they get through the preseason uninjured. That's That's basically the goal for the preseason. When you get to the regular season, all of the teams that the coyotes are going to face or pretty much all of them maybe not buffalo um they're going to bring it they're going to bring their a game as much as they can they're going to they're going to give effort maximum effort and you know the coyotes did that all throughout the preseason i i don't think other teams did they played you know two teams in anaheim and la that are not very good anyway i just if you if you're looking that at this preseason as hope that the coyotes are actually going to be a pretty good team in the standings I think that's false hope, Leah. <laughs>
0: that's true. Well, another question that we asked Bill was, you know, what happens if the team does <laughs> overachieve? And, you know, Bill said it himself. The draft picks are there no matter how the team does. So I think that's important to remember, especially we've talked a lot about how this draft coming up is one of the deepest drafts we've seen in years. So no matter how the cards fall, I mean, obviously, you would hope that the Coyotes have the best shot at that first pick or the top three mm-hmm. um, and you do that by failing, you know, in the standings. <laughs> throughout than anybody the else, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that being said, those draft picks will be there no matter what. I thought that was a, and you know, just an interesting point.
2: That yeah, and on. it's also listen, he's not going to come out and say, "Yeah, we want to finish dead last yes. in the league." He can't. He can't. Yeah. No GM can say that. It's yeah. it's bad for business. But the bottom line is, you need difference makers when you draft. You don't know, like once you get past those first couple picks in any draft. In all honesty, it the odds, they drop significantly Significantly, mm-hmm. that you're going to add someone of that caliber. Now, obviously, it happens. The NHL draft is littered with, with guys who have been impact players, but they were taken lower than one, two, or three. Um, the Coyotes have invested a lot in their scouting department, so you hope that they can find those guys in those later picks. But listen... Everybody wants to be. Everybody wants Shane Wright or Connor Bedard if they get that opportunity. Yeah. Those are the guys that can truly make a difference. Especially, you know, when you read all the analysis of Connor Bedard, that's a generational center. There's, there's nobody that's going to be in this mix for the top pick in the draft that doesn't want Connor Bedard, and will be, yeah, we'll be okay if we draft sixth. It's, you, you can't yeah. say it as a GM, but there's a reason you're doing what you're doing. But again, the odds, even if you finish with the worst record overall they're still slim of getting that number one pick. So hopefully for the coyote's sake, for the coyote's fans' sake, they can actually have some lottery luck for a change.
0: That's true. And, um, the NHL did change its lottery rules this year. So if you finish dead last, um, you won't pick outside of the top three, which, you know, like we've mentioned, that's the place that you really want to be, have the best odds to get that first overall pick. Um, hopefully the coyote's draft luck or the, the lottery luck, um, will change. Um, on that note, we talked about lots of
2: other teams in the mix, <laughs> lots of
0: other teams in the mix. Yeah. Um, we've already mentioned Buffalo. Who else do you see compete competing for last? Well, this road
2: trip is a, f- a funny preview yeah. of what we're going to see, because I, I think Columbus is going to be in that mix, too. And this road trip is Columbus and Buffalo. But then they're the usual suspects. As I said, the, the last show, always Ottawa. Ottawa is going to be in the mix. So I think I, I agree with Petey. There's some talent on that roster, so I think that they could be a little better than people expect. Um, you look at a team like Anaheim, are they going to take the next step with guys like Zegers and Drysdale in the lineup? I do think they have a little more established talent than the Coyotes, so I kind of expect them to finish above them. And then I don't know what Detroit's going to do yet. Uh, I still think that they're near the bottom of the standing. So those are the teams that you look at. And and again, when you look at the, the lottery odds, even if you finish with the worst record, it's tough. It's tough to get the top overall pick. And, and even number three, Lee, as you just mentioned, the Coyotes have picked third twice <laughs> and their picks were Kyle Turris and Dylan Strom. Neither one of those guys panned out. So ideally you get one, you hope you at least get two. They've never even picked in the top two in their history.
0: That's crazy. And Seattle it picked is. in second in their what? first ever year. Here we are. So that's Here we just go. rude. <laughs> it is
2: crazy. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we also um, asked Bill about if we expect to see Phil Kessel in the opening. Uh, lineup on opening night and he said it's trending in that direction. What will become of Phil Kessel's Iron Man streak? Um he's one of the you know, the few who along with Keith Yandel I think is the other active right. players with the Iron Man streak. But, you know, we've we've talked a lot about Phil Kessel and what role he's gonna play this season, if he'll you know, where he'll end up, how things will go for him. What do you what do you think with this Ironman streak is there a chance that it ends this season
2: well I mean there's always a chance if you suffer a significant injury and I think those chances probably increase as you get older but Phil has been remarkably durable he has played through some injuries maybe sometimes when he shouldn't have and that's that's the problem with these streaks right you 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 end up in the lineup sometimes when maybe you shouldn't be out there and it's it's not what's best for the team. And I asked Andre Tourigny about this the other day, What, how he was going to approach this. And he said he's going to do be- what's best for the Coyotes. I think every coach will say that. But when you get to that moment where you have to tell Phil Kessel, yeah, you're going to be a healthy scratch tonight. That's a really tough conversation for a guy who's played 900 consecutive games and is chasing a record, albeit a record that. I'm not, I think, I feel like he's going to be chasing it forever because Keith Yandel's still playing as yeah. well. So unless Yandel gets hurt or, and, and maybe Patrick Marlowe actually signs and comes back and plays himself. I don't know. He's still free free agent, but Phil's only in fifth right now. He's got a ways to go and he's got at least one guy still playing ahead of him. It's, it's a tough situation for a coach to manage. How do, how do you step in and say, yeah, your streak's over because we're, we're not going to put you in. especially for a guy like that, who's won a couple cups he is popular with the younger players on the roster. That would be a tough message to deliver. Um, as far as the streak itself, if Yandel gets hurt for some reason, and I'm not, I'm not wishing that not on a former Coyote and a popular one at that, Kessel could potentially set the record and pass Doug Jarvis. I think he's 64 games behind him, but if that happens, Leah... I'd be really surprised if it happens in a coyote. I was going to say
0: that's what you said. In he your wants story. to
2: be traded to a contender. I think the Coyotes want to honor that wish. It's just a matter of finding a suitable trading partner and a, you know, a suitable package to trade him.
0: Definitely. Um, we've talked about um, Coach Turini coming in. Um, you just mentioned the, the his coaching style and this new systems in place. And we also, when there's new coaches, we talk about. This idea of culture and creating yeah, culture. And, it's become a cliche. And, and, and it's, it is funny because, you know, Bill was saying they're rebuilding everywhere and like not just on the ice but in their systems outside of being on the ice as well. Culture. Is that narrative overblown?
2: I think it is. I, I mean – Every coach that comes in, every GM that comes in says they want to establish a culture. And, and and again, as I said in my story, I'm not saying it's not important. It's it's critical to success. You have to have buy-in from your players to what the coach is preaching, to what the organization is preaching if you're going to have success on the ice. But, you know, like I said, we hear it all the time. And then when you look at the Coyotes' particular situation, they have three guys signed long terms, <laughs> Clayton Keller. Uh, Dick Schmalz and Jacob Chikrin, maybe Victor Soderstrom if he makes the roster this year. I'm just talking about the NHL roster right now. You've got three guys signed beyond you know three out, three years out, right? So, if you're trying to establish a culture with the current guys, who are we talking about? Are any of these guys going to be there? How many of these guys are actually going to be a part of the team and a part of that culture in just a couple of seasons? Um, I, I'm pretty sure Jacob Chikrin's going to be around. Uh, he's he's a guy that they're building around, but. Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz and still need to prove that they're going to be part of the long-term future. So when I, when I think about establishing culture, I think it's more important for Andre that it is for, you know, the players establishing it with the players, because he's got to show what he can do at the NHL level. He's a first time NHL head coach and the track record for NHL coaches is not good. As I, as I mentioned in the story, 15 of the 32 head coaches in the NHL are, have been on the job less than two years that that's shows cr- you how insane. volatile this industry is you got to prove it and you have to prove it quickly or you'll be moving on to the next thing
0: so my question is this you know we know we've spent weeks talking about we you know we know the coyotes are not a playoff team this year they're they're in fact they're bottling for the bottom spot so knowing that, how will, do you think the team will judge Coach Turney? You know, because you can't say, oh, no, like the Coyotes had a horrible losing season. Do we fire the coach? Like th- he was hired with that expectation that, you know, the team is not going to see immense success for maybe a few years down the line. So mm-hmm. how, how do you kind of balance that with, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like,
2: it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a really good question because it's, it's tough to evaluate when you can't evaluate on wins and losses. You have to evaluate on does the team compete on a nightly basis? Are they, do they stick with it to the end of the season, even though, you know, they're out of the playoff race, clearly, if that's the case, or even near the bottom of the NHL standings? Do they keep fighting and competing every night? That's, that's one thing that you want to see. Do you see progress in some of the younger players? Are they, they're coming along under the coach? That's another thing that you look for. Are they picking up the systems and those, do those systems, you know, seem relatively effective, even though, you know, as we talked about the rosters challenge, those are some of the things that you look for when you're judging a coach. But again, by and large, coaches are judged on wins and losses. And Andre Tourney is not in a really good situation there. The, the 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 deck is stacked against him. So it's a tough evaluation process for Bill Armstrong.
0: Um, before we move on to more questions, I just see some questions in the chat. Um, Timothy's asking about Phil Kessel. Do you see him being traded at the deadline or as soon as possible. Um, do you have any insight to that? Or yeah do you think I, listen, it'll just be a matter of how he
2: performs in these next Yeah, how he weeks? performs and what sort of offers? You you gotta look around the league and, and see what's happening around the league. Does somebody have an injury where they suddenly need a goal scorer and they pick him up? Uh d- did somebody misjudge what they had in camp and they find they need more scoring and want to add Phil Kessel? Or do we get to the trade deadline? Any of those things I think are possible and and you're right. A lot of this is incumbent on Phil Kessel to perform. It's going to be tougher for him to perform on this team, too. He needs someone to get him the puck. He needs opportunities. It's going to be tougher to score 20 goals this season than it was last season, in my opinion. But So in many ways, he'll drive it as well. But I think there are a lot of scenarios, so you can't really say. I just think there's a will on both sides. He wants to go somewhere where he can contend for a cup, and the Coyotes want to honor that wish.
0: For sure. So we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on on that one, that storyline going forward. You mentioned Jacob Chikrin being a part of the Coyotes feature. If he is the only person uh, that we are sure is part of the Coyotes future, do you think that Jacob Chikrin will suffer the same lack of exposure fate that befell Oliver ekman Larson? Felt
2: like it last year, didn't it? He finished yeah. 10th in Norris Trophy voting when he led the league in scoring by defensemen on a team that was... Goal challenged. It's, I I mentioned this in the story, but I just read a piece in Bleacher Report where they listed the top ten offensive defensemen. He wasn't on that list, and he wasn't on the honorable mention list of ten. So now you're telling me Jacob Chikrin is not one of the twenty best offensive defensemen in the league? That's crazy to me. Again, he led the league in goals. He was tenth in points. He's playing on a team that that has trouble scoring. I I don't know how you leave him off that list. But he's battling the same thing that, that Oliver Ekman Larson battled when he had that incredible season where he had 55 points, 21 goals. He was third in the league in points. And yet he finished ninth in Norris Trophy voting. It's, I thought, honestly, I thought he should have won the, the Norris Trophy that year. It's it's just crazy to me what happens in this market because it's, it's a smaller market. It's out west where the games are on late. And the Coyotes haven't had a lot of success. So I think all of that works against players like Jacob Chikrin and Oliver Ekman Larson, you have to wonder if it's going to work against Jacob Chikrin too and what, what the Coyotes can do from a, a PR standpoint to combat it.
0: So you're someone who votes in the yes. NHL awards, So so does that? are you saying that the people who are voting, maybe if they're on the East Coast, aren't doing their like due diligence I, I don't want to throw
2: read. everybody under the bus. I think a lot of people put a lot of time into it, but I do think that they're, I, I see some surprises when I look at the voting. On a year to year basis, I don't think everybody's giving the requisite attention to it that they should. And and that's disappointing because you can't have you can't have those sorts of oversights, in my opinion. Now, listen, there are people out there who just disagree with my opinion, too, on Jacob Chikrin. They you know, I I talked to some people who didn't think he was a finalist last year or should have been even in the top five. I disagree with them. And listen, scoring goals is really hard in the NHL. And again, he led the league in goals by a defenseman. That should count for something.
0: For sure. Um, We also talk about travel. Mm. (laughs) What was that that you said that three or four?
2: Four teams in the Coyotes division in the central are a three plus hour flight away. Those are your division games. That's that's what they have to go through. And one of those is Winnipeg, where, as I mentioned, you got to go through Customs and, and Bill mentioned, and you've got the COVID protocols k- crossing the border into Canada. That's a division opponent where you have to deal with that. The uh, in two other cities are two plus hours away. And then you've got Colorado. It's when I look at this realignment again, I, I, I must, I, I think I write a realignment story every year suggesting what the NHL should do. And of course, nobody's listening to me <laughs> and they, it, it, it's not like they, it seems like they don't care about the Coyotes. They feel like the red-headed stepchild. I know they've been on revenue sharing for a long time. Maybe the Board of Governors isn't too fond of the Coyotes for that reason. But if you're trying to help a team succeed, why do you stick them in the central division where you have to cross over a couple of time zones, fly three-plus hours to play your division games? It's nuts. I I don't see any logical reason for it. I think there are better options. I don't think the NHL has even considered those options. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I'll just, like I said, I'll, I'll keep spitting into the wind. But for the short term at least, Leah, this works in the Coyotes' favor for what they're yes. trying to do. They're it's in a true. rugged division where it's going to be really hard to win. And then they, you throw the travel on top of it. It's going to make it really tough on them.
0: <laughs> That's funny. It's like it works in their favor. It's going to be really hard on them. Yeah. It works in their yeah. favor for the future. So maybe they
2: realign after two more years. For
0: the it was interesting. <laughs> um, I think on, on the East Coast, Carolina is not in the Atlantic divisions and Detroit is.
2: Yeah, it's just a little it's, screwy there. There's so many teams out there. I know. But, it's just, but when you look at their bizarre. travel, it's so much easier in the East than it is in the West. I know. You, regu- you regularly, the teams that travel the most are teams like the Coyotes and the Sharks. They're just, you know, they're in, they're in tough locations. But to me, it, if you're going to do the eight team divisions, I, I think there's even a better way to do it than than what they're doing right now. I think you could move. Calgary and Edmonton. I know they don't want to break up that rivalry. Suddenly the NHL cares about rivalries. They they didn't care when they broke up the Red Wings and the Blackhawks, but suddenly the Oilers flames is sacred, and you have to keep those two teams in the same division. <laughs> I don't get it. But you could slide them both to the central, bring Colorado into the Pacific and keep the Coyotes there. There's a way to do this. But I'd like to see them go to the NFL model where they go to eight, four-team divisions. I've been working on uh, how that would look from a scheduling standpoint. I'll have a story at some point because, of course, like I said, I do this every season. But (laughs) I would love to see those 14 divisions, the NFL model, because you look at the Southwest. You've got Anaheim, L.A., Vegas and the Coyotes in this tiny cluster. It's crazy to me that they're not in the same division. It's so easy to do and it's so logical and yet here we are
0: <laughs> and if you read craig's story this morning you can see word for word his email exchange with bill Bill daly on the subject <laughs> so check out his story for that that one was that made me laugh um all right a couple a couple other things as we're just looking ahead um
2: getting close to that read aren't we
0: we are we are he's he's dragging <laughs> Look at you, at you guys behind the camera
2: you guys just can't wait to see what i've come up with
0: i can't wait either oh, i'm
2: gonna we'll, disappoint you all. we'll
0: get there in, in a couple in a couple minutes um We'll just let's just do one more question. How about that? Sure. How how long will this rebuild take, Craig? My my, my friend texted <laughs> me this morning saying, you know, as a fan, I've just been asked to accept this, but it's hard to be a fan of a team that sucks. You know, we, we talk about it from yeah. from an organizational perspective. Like, yes, yeah, so you have to put it get the draft picks and it takes time and develop players, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great for the organization itself, but a team still has to be on the ice every night yep. and the fan base has to t- have some emotional investment otherwise what's the point so h- what's the timeline looking like on this?
2: yeah and i don't see coyotes fans cheering when the when the team loses like buffalo fans did i, I don't see them getting that dark there's they still support the team a little better than Sabers fans do as far as the timeline though i mean how are we how are we factoring all the variables that that exist we just talked about the lottery if uh If they get the number one overall pick one of the next two years and land a a franchise center, that could speed up the process. If they don't, what does the center position look like and how do they get there? Does Austin Matthews come home in three years? Do some other players pan out like Dylan Gunther or Ivan Prozvatov? Does Jacob Chikrin take that next step into being just a perennial Norris Trophy candidate? There's so many variables to consider here. What I do know is this is not a short process. This is not two years. You got to wait a little longer. I think ideally for the Coyotes, they would love to be a playoff team on the rise when they move into that new arena, assuming it gets done. But I don't see it happening before then. And sometimes, as Petey talked about in a previous show, it can take a lot longer to, to build an actual cup contender. It can take seven, eight, nine years. Coyotes fans do not want to hear that. So hope for some lottery luck because you need that You need that franchise center to speed up the timeline and by the way, if we're, we're trying to predict the future, you guys have been asking me this for two seasons now. At some point, probably not at the start of the season because we kind of know what's coming, but at some point this spring, I'm going to pay another visit to Mrs. Reedus and and, and see what she has to say <laughs> about the lottery. So stay tuned.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, let's just hope that the lottery luck falls in our favor this year. <laughs> we will... We will manifest it now starting now if we speak it into terms manifest
2: this... it okay sorry really bad segue there <laughs> jacob does not like this at all
0: <laughs> that was fantastic you just no. go run with oh, it oh
2: you want me to go right into yeah. it off of that it's, you are uh,
0: the one i was gonna give you i was gonna re- <laughs> talk about DraftKings, but i'd actually rather hear you talk all right. about manifest. as <laughs> i
2: mentioned pd <Petey laughs> is not here so this is make, i'm supposed to be <laughs> jacob, jacob is staring right into my eyes right now no pressure <laughs> All right, here's my Manscaped read, folks. (laughs) Support for the PHNX Coyotes podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. The leaders in male grooming, their fourth-generation performance package, absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping by using the code PHNX. Look, everybody, I know you're waiting for the next outrageous read, but I can't top PD's creativity in this arena. I'm going to speak to the more mature audience out there. For too long, personal hygiene and fine-tooth grooming has been a game at which only women excelled. But the days of expecting a woman to show up primped and pruned while you slip on your basketball shorts, baseball cap, and T-shirt to cover that chest rug and crotch carpet are over. (laughs) It's not okay, it's not attractive, and worse yet, guys, it kind of (laughs) smells. I've been using the term manscaping for a long time, but founder Paul Tran made it a brand in 2016. By doing so, he took away the stigma attached to it and the sensitive nature of the topic in more ways than one. Manscapes 4th generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawn mower 4.0, I love that name, has a 7000 rpm motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4000k LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. I mean, who does that, right? <laughs> Oh, and did I mention that the trimmer is waterproof? It's a shower essential. <laughs> so go get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Keep your whole body, including those private parts, <laughs> trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped.
0: Ah. Wow. Wow. That was extremely informative. You know, that was very much like a, a, a writer's read. You know, we, we learned so many features. It was detailed. Well done. I'm, oh, I'm very boy. impressed.
2: I don't know. I, I don't think we should put up a poll to see who they like better. <laughs> I think I'll lose to Petey, but but there it is.
0: Well done. May, yes. Directions
2: sure. you think your career will never take, you know, turn. And I, I never expected to be doing that read, but there it is.
0: You did great. I'm, I'm very impressed. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Oh man! Well, like Craig said, that code PHNX can get you twenty percent off at Manscaped. It can also get you um, a deal on Drafting Sportsbook. Just a reminder: sign up using that code PHNX and bet just a dollar on any NFL game, and you'll get a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. So you'll make sure to take advantage of that offer this week as well. Um, all right, let's move on to some listener questions. We have a lot of them. Don't we, we have a lot in the. Ch- I kind of want to. Chat. Yeah, I kind of want to start with the chat because I right. have some from Twitter, but I'm been away. seeing them coming through. You guys in the are chat. active. So let's start with this one from Matthew. Any interest by the Oats to add lightning forward Alex Barre boulay
2: You wanted me to say that in French, didn't you? That's why you paused.
0: Well, you all said that None that I've I'm heard at this point, Matthew.
2: Um, and we just had Bill on, as you heard right now. He sounds. Pretty content with the roster. Um, you know, again, again, we'll see what happens in waivers over the next couple days. NHL rosters are due very soon. So a lot of teams are going to be trying to sneak guys through the waivers to get them down to their AHL clubs or for other reasons. We'll we'll see what happens over the next couple days if anything piques the Coyotes' interest.
0: All right. From Timothy, what's your opinion on where Hayton should play this season and <laughs> whether ketchup belongs on hot dogs? But this one has been d- debated on our show. Hi, Tim. Before.
2: We've talked before. <laughs> I think you know the answers to both of these questions. (laughs) Personally, I believe Barrett Hayden should spend the season in Tucson, play a complete, uninterrupted, non-disjointed season. He hasn't had that in three years. I'd like to see him get a lot of time in a lot of different situations, a lot of minutes away from the spotlight, and finally cement his status in this organization. But I don't know if that's going to happen. He obviously got hurt after he played really well early in the preseason So that could impact their decision. But if they feel he he's one of their top four centers and he's going to get legitimate minutes and and time, well, he could be on the NHL roster this season. So we'll see how it plays out as far as catch up on hot dogs. Really? Really? You're even asking me that question this morning. Yes. It's it's to be honest, Tim, it's insulting. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. When the Tempe deal is done, should Doan get a statue outside of the new arena?
2: I think there should be a, a bronze statue of Shane Doan shaking Gary Bettman's hand. <laughs> Those two guys have done so much to keep hockey in the valley.
0: That, that is very true. I, I agree. How do we convince Tempe in Arizona in general that this team deserves support in an arena, which is predicated on general perception of a winning team? And how long how does that balance with a long term rebuild?
2: I encourage you to write your council members in Tempe. Express your opinion. But aside from that, listen, Tempe has said they're going to take some time to assess this proposal. I know y'all are waiting for a story from me on the arena. <laughs> I am working on it, but there there have been some holdups. I will, I will get to it shortly. There's just some things that I want to get done on the story before I publish it. But Tempe said it's going to take its time. I don't know how many men- months that's going to take. I suspect they're going to make a decision by the end of the calendar year, but we'll see. Who knows? The, the arena situation has been fluid for the past decade plus. So what's another, uh, <laughs> shall we say, two weeks? Wow. it's a, it's a mantra in Coy- Coyotes Nation. Oh. They all know what that means. Well, Two more weeks, right? Two more weeks.
0: All right. What do you think the plan is with Kyle Bianca?
2: <laughs> Good question. We've talked about him too. What's his role? And uh, again, a guy that was injured, so he, he had a hard time playing through the entire preseason that probably hurt him a little bit with what they have on the blue line though Leah I, I still see Capo Bianco in this mix unless they claim somebody off waivers pick up another defenseman I gotta believe he's one of their top seven guys I think the better role for him is on their third pair on the left side because if he's just going to be your number seven guy who's going to be out of the lineup up in the press box for a lot of games I don't know that that helps his development.
0: Yeah. I hope for his sake that he does crack the, the roster. He's been in the organization for a long time. Um, so it'd be great to see success. It's great to see, you know, talent drafted and developed and make it to the NHL roster. Cause frankly, the Coyotes doesn't have a lot of that right now. He's um, a
2: great, great. I don't want to call him a kid. I hate it when older guys say hey, he's a great, a great kid. young man. He's a great guy though. He, he really is. He's a, <laughs> He's really approachable, and, and obviously I know his uncle as well, Randy Axelby, yeah. who owns behind the mask. So yeah, I, I think a lot of people locally are, are rooting for Kyle Capobianco. All
0: right. Some Twitter questions. We actually got two related to the same topic, both Greg and Marcus on Twitter. Asked, is there any chance for the Coyotes to be in on Jack Eichel?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me put it that way. No, it's not <laughs> happening. No interest. Literally, no interest. It's not happening.
0: All right. Well, that, that answers that.
2: We should probably also mention Anson Thornton because I know a lot I was about
0: of people... to say. The next question, yeah, my Larry, Larry asked uh, the have until opening day to sign goaltender Thornton. Any chance of that happening? And the answer is,
2: it's already on my Twitter feed. Hearing that the Coyotes are close to signing Sarnia Sting goaltender Anson Thornton to an ELC. He impressed him. He impressed him in the rookie faceoff, in rookie camp, in training camp, in the preseason. They took a long look at him. It's part of the reason that. Some of their other goalies didn't get as much time as you might have thought they would get in the preseason, but they wanted to They wanted to be sure about this guy, a, a guy who their goalie coach, Clay Adams, first spotted. Clearly, the, they liked what they saw because I'm, I'm hearing that the, that deal could be done as soon as today.
0: Nice. Well, that was a timely question. Um, a couple of questions around this about, you know, expectations are low for the season, but what can we reasonably expect for the team to accomplish point-wise?
2: Record-wise, <sighs> have you seen the projections other than five thirty-eights?
0: People were upset with your take on five thirty-eight. I know. I figured morning. they were
2: like because everybody wants to see him win. Are, are you not paying attention here? <laughs> Do you not understand what they're trying to accomplish this year? <laughs> if they have eighty-eight points, where are they going to draft, and how is that going to help them for the future? Do you want to keep spinning your wheels in mediocrity or sub-mediocrity? You need impact players through the draft. Five thirty eights model, I think, was based a lot on last season. I've talked to a lot of other people who have modeled it. I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people looked at it and said, what? <laughs> that's, that's just not going to happen with the Coyotes this season. Most people have them much lower. I've you know, I've seen some projections, 80 plus, but most are in the 70s or 70s or even in the high 60s. If they're in the high 60s, I would think that would get the job done. But you're going to have to pay attention again to what Buffalo is doing.
0: Definitely, that's for sure. Well, if you're not following us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes, make sure you do for for a multitude of reasons. The first being if we hit 5,000 followers by the end of the year, our good friend Espo will
2: die.
1: He tweeted this morning about
0: it. Yes, he did. did he, now? he said, um, he That's said, if you wish, aren't watch he? he said, if you aren't watching PHNX Coyotes, you're missing the best hockey show, period. Thank you, Espo. Just don't follow them on Twitter. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want funny. to have to take that slap shot from a Coyotes player. And that is the thing. If we hit five thousand followers by December, Espo will put on goalie pads and take a slap shot from a player of our choice. And of course we will film it for all to see. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. Um, and not only will that get you seeing Espo take a slap shot but um, Craig we all of Craig's tweets are there all of the latest Coyotes news I mean Craig hears it first
2: yeah and it'll be a two camera shot because it will also be me watching <laughs> Espo take a slap we'll,
0: shot we'll do the re- we'll have the reaction cam we'll have everyone from <laughs> yes, the office exactly there it'll it'll be a whole event it'll be a whole oh, event it'll
2: be fantastic yeah 5,000 uh, followers we need to get there by the end of the year
0: yep yeah. so we're close and <laughs> he's yelling <laughs> at us through is the in wall in the next room <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen there. Um, um also check out all of the other um sports as well phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram facebook youtube subscribe to our youtube channel we're so close to a thousand followers um once we hit a thousand we can start doing super chats as well so we're really excited about that Um, a lot of great things coming up and this week from us so now that the coyote season is kicking off we will have live post games for you every single game um so you can expect what could
2: go wrong (laughs) me and technology
0: True, because Craig will be at all the games. <laughs> <eight of Craig. laughs> yes, um, so I'd we will well, see.
2: Well, it's my return for having to do that manscaped read, so <laughs> there it is.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so so you can um, check out um, our Twitter and our YouTube. Every Coyotes post game, we will be live breaking it all down. So since the Coyotes season starts this Thursday, our next live show will be Thursday post game. We'll be post game on Saturday as well.
2: You and Petey here? yes in studio and me from somewhere at nationwide arena in columbus yes
0: exactly um so expect that this week we'll be having an audio podcast tomorrow we'll have um asu coach greg powers will be back with us so we'll have um another little look at asu for you and then um another audio podcast this week probably looking at the the rest of the nhl we like our own
2: nhl predictions yes coming soon so we know how you love the last prediction show it was so popular (laughs)
0: You know, we have to do it so that when, whoever is the closest has bragging rights at the end of the year.
2: Okay. You, know? you Yeah, you've already uh, made a note of winning a couple of polls, haven't I, you? I
0: know. And I think I've won both polls that, that we've done effort. so far. Just saying.
2: God, I admire you, Leah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note.
2: We don't have any uh, chirping before going before. between us. It's all between Petey. You know, Petey's always involved in it, but. That's true. We need to get that game going. Well,
0: I, so. you already know I like ketchup on hot dogs, so that's yeah, that's, that's our first bit of a, beef. That's a problem.
2: Yeah. That's a problem.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, check out everything on Twitter. Go Join the family. It's it's a great place. It's a great place to be. And get that shirt this week. I'm going to order. my Sons,
2: one. Diamondbacks, Coyotes,
0: U of A, ASU, Cardinals, hey, Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals,
2: Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. Right are, now, if you wow. Want. Yep. Yes, they're having a we lot. Of, they're having a
0: lot of fun on their on their shows because.
2: ASU. Mm. Yeah. It's a football town right now. It's a football town,
0: right it a football town. man. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we'll see you live um, post, post the first Coyotes game. We'll see. will you know, we've been talking it up for weeks and weeks. So now, now it's the time for it all to happen and we'll, we'll see you later this week. Have a great day, everyone.